Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's money morphosis.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Hello, it's Crystal Arnold, your hostess of the Money Wise Women Show and creator of Money Morphosis. So what is it about money? There is so much mystery surrounding uh, our own personal relationship with money and uh, what, what it actually is as a human-created agreement. Really, it's, it's a token uh, that represents an agreement of value. And so it uh, takes a variety of forms. And often, uh, you know, when, when I work with people around their money story and history, we quickly find out that it's not about the money, that there is, uh, it really is a portal that's uh, opened into our own awareness and psyche when we inquire into uh, money. And it really goes much deeper than the physical cash in your bank account into uh, self-worth, feelings of deserving, our own creative, unique genius, and, and the desire to make a meaningful contribution and be valued for our gifts. And so there is, you know, obviously a lot of um, trauma that's been experienced by people, uh, money, around finances and money and most of us are not taught the basics of how to to manage our finances and uh, it's so taboo to talk about it and this is why I feel it's so important for us to um, open up to a new story of what money and wealth is and, and this is why I am so excited to bring on our guest today, uh, Karina Stewart. She is a soul wealth coach. I just love that term, and I'm so excited to hear more about it. Uh, she is really known for activating people's soul purpose and creating miracle money and life breakthroughs to live your dream life. Karina is an energy realignment specialist and teacher of the spiritual science of heart manifestation, a former UN United Nations consultant and Ivy League graduate. She awakens the transformational leaders to pioneer evolutionary change on the planet. Following many, many years of awakening to her own soul's purpose, her activation into her divine spiritual bloom blueprint, which she calls the new human embodied, uh, occurred during a near-death experience during the birth of her son, Emmanuel. So what followed afterwards was this expansive opening into love and knowing that money is love. Wow, let that sink in. That's pretty profound that money is love. Karina uses her gifts of healing, intuition, and manifestation to lead the Money is Love revolution and activate transformational leaders' soul's wealth to manifest the abundance and money required to fulfill their soul's mission. So what I am so excited about our conversation today is just this bringing the heart and spirit back into money. And, and the ways which uh, Karina does this. So uh, welcome to the show, Karina. Uh, I would thank love- you. Thank You're you, Crystal. Welcome. I just saw all these waves of love already pouring through. So thank you. I'm already just sitting in bliss here. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we need this frequency more around our money <laughs> conversation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. 
let's start just by hearing a little bit about, um, I like to begin by hearing about what excites you most about the work that you do. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, that, that's an exciting question <laughs> to think about. You know, what, what excites me the most is honestly seeing, seeing the miracle breakthroughs um, and realizing um, that they're not actually miracles in the sense of, uh, you know, the one-of-a-kind event. It's, it's what I call the, when miracles become, become the ordinary experience. You know, I work with people who feel deeply called to to serve the planet, to serve their hearts, feel deeply passionate, um, you know, about the human family, about causes, and and creating great change. And when I can help my clients to break through where they actually are seeing that that's happening and they're able to do it, I mean, it's... That's, that's what excites me the most. And, and with that is always these amazing, magical, like, turn of events. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I mean, I, I was on a call yesterday with, with, um, with one of my groups that I run, and a client shared, you know, a story of kind of having a low moment and feeling, feeling um, you know, because we go through these moments of doubting our purpose and doubting our vision even when we have it. And, and that's what we're trying to manifest in our lives. But, you know, there's ups and flows of that. And she was sharing, you know, a moment of, of, of doubt and, and some uh, sadness around that. And she was shifting some things. And, and then um, she connected into the replay of the call from the week before. And I do energy activation work on those calls. And she wasn't sure what was happening. But she just, I loved what she shared. She said, you know, I, I just chose to be in the mystery of what was happening to me. You know, why was she feeling all this emotion? Why was she, I mean, she was crying a lot. And she said, I just decided I'd follow the mystery of that. And she has a home in, um, in Martha's Vineyard off of, off of the Cape in Massachusetts. And she planned a, a weekend um, to go there with her husband and her family. And she said she stepped onto the ferry and it was the first time that the sun had come out in like a week and literally when when they stepped off the ferry and got to the island there was a rainbow (laughs) wow and then there was this whole shift like she felt herself shift from the inner to the outer and that is what i call miracle breakthroughs because first of all she got this amazing feeling of like this is all happening for a reason and you'll see why but she was tapped into the magic of what is her soul's essence that is actually was creating the sun to come out, was creating the rainbow to shine, right? When, you know, like a movie moment, you know, you step off the boat and there's the rainbow and you're on the island. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that my clients experience. It's you sort of pinch me in my dreaming moments, but it's what I call it being awake in the dream. And this, what I love about that is to say, that's been going on for my clients and how I've worked for, for at least a decade now. And when I added in the money piece after that near-death experience, when I was given that piece to be a part of my larger mission, then I got to see how money transformed in, in the frequency of that type of miracle energy. Mm. And things like, I mean, I call money diamond money. It sparkles like diamonds. Um, the energy of money now is like that, how I see it, how, how it shows up for my clients. There's things like debts just get erased. Um, you know, you always hear stories that people just find money. But, but, like, that happens for my clients when they come into this frequency because I create a group unified field. And now I've encoded it with money as love, as well as many other things. I've encoded it with this diamond consciousness where our prana actually is encoded with money and so all sorts of wild amazing things happen and that's what excites me the most when I hear these amazing dreamlike extraordinary things happening and then they start to happen like every day for my clients Mm. oh I love how you're like bringing the magic back into life and and the mystery and just this extraordinary experience that so many people just get have their blinders on get in the ordinary Mm -hmm. tactile what can I see and 
it's like uh, just really uh, good to expand our awareness and open to what's uh, what is possible Um, especially in the field of money like as you know it's so taboo to talk about and um, mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear more, actually, about your own money story and what brought mm-hmm. you up to uh, the point of, of doing this work around money. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a very nonlinear story. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly never had any inclination that I would be coaching on money, doing healing work on money, energy activation work on money. It was not anything I set out to do. I set out to save the planet. I mean, that really was it. I wanted to work on environmental causes, and I traveled the world doing that, doing, you know, very great humanitarian work on poverty and and environmental degradation to to solve those things. And, And, of course, money is necessary for that. And it was more just I guess in that chapter of my life, I saw it as, you know, going to funders and, you know, showing them proposals and getting them filled. And and when I look back now, I can see that I I did kind of have a magic around that because, you know, I I worked with a small foundation in Boston and, you know, I mean, their budget, their their overall budget was $1.5 million for the year. And, you know, it's a pretty small level for a foundation. And, you know, they were trying to get some of the bigger funders and, you know, they hired me and I'm... I say this not to brag, but just looking back and realizing that there already was something in me that was showing up to say, see, you, you have a different relationship to money and you will teach this. I, like practically day one of me of being on the job, I walked into the Ford Foundation in New York City and landed a $300,000 grant. I mean, this, this foundation had never reached that level of like a big funder and they've been dancing with them for years. But why could I do that? It was really because I just had this vision. And it, at the time, it wasn't about the money. It was about the transformation that would happen with their investment. And, you know, then I had an awakening. I was tapped on, DNA awakening, into these higher-level sensory gifts, clairvoyance and healing and, and energy just coming through me. And, and then I had that chapter in my life where I worked more on a level of energy work and healing work and had clients around that and started a business with that. But that meant that I really stepped away from the material world and I stepped away from a salary job and I stepped away from even uh, UN contracts that I had. And, you know, I stepped away from that third dimensional money matrix is what I call it. And I actually call it fear money now. And at that time, you could say I was more in a void-like space because I wasn't in the love money matrix yet, but I was not in the fear money matrix, and it was somewhere in between, and I was really trying to figure that piece out. And then it got to a level of like a pain point, right? I, uh, you know, it was hard to make car payments. It was a struggle to pay rent, um, you know, real life circumstances. And I always kept asking, you know, like a lot of healers and uh, light workers ask about like where's the money how, how you know I'm here to serve I want to do this good work but how do I do that when I'm I'm not thriving I'm just barely surviving and you know it took a number of years for me to fully come into this but in that period which really was you know a dark night of the soul for me because even though I was awakened and I had this great awareness about my purpose and what I could do and what I was doing, it was still quite closeted, and I was suffering physically in, in my material reality. But I was called at that time to actually do a lot of work on money. And it was global work. It was planetary work. But again, I did it very veiled. It was very secret. I didn't talk about it. It was just service. You know, I just, I would go into my energy activation work for myself and, and I'd be shown things about money and, it, and, and where there were, let's just call it dark energy around it, control around it, slavery, exploitation, all these things. And I started tapping away at it, tapping away, tapping away and shifting the energy. And I learned a lot about the energy blueprint of money because of that. So I was being schooled on that. I can see that now. I was really being schooled to understand this consciousness we call money and its polarity. And 
then fast forward to just a year and a half ago, I, you know, was going in to have, um, have my, my second child, my son, and um, I ended up nearly dying because I had all this blood loss and, you know, a lot happened in less than 24 hours with that. But the long story short of it is that there was a huge clearing of my entire being and um, I went into forgiveness work and I did some, and it wasn't even like a big deal kind of forgiveness work because I had done a lot of that. I'd done like the heavy stuff. This was like kind of, you know, the OBGYN who had had a bad appointment with, who ended up doing the surgery on me, um, wow. you know, forgiving her and our polarity, right? Because I had midwives and here she was a doctor and we were different schools of thought. So I, w- I think I was actually probably healing the polarity within myself. And that opened me up to this expansive love and I was, I was just in it. I mean, I was pulsating in this love and I released my life. I saw a parallel reality where my husband was raising our two kids. While all this was happening, I was in deep joy and bliss. Like I was in ecstasy, just pulsating this love. And I released, you know, myself. I released the identity of myself. I released my motherhood. I released my body. Um, and I, and I did all of that. And right before I went into the surgery and I, you know, signing papers and being told all sorts of things, we don't know why you're bleeding. You may end up with a hysterectomy on the other side of this and, you know, giving them permission to, you know, take out my uterus if it would save my life, like very scary sounding things, but that's what led to the release. And I, I did survive. And when I came out of that, the months unfolding after that, I can only say were, were, were grace. It was an experience of deep grace. That ecstasy continued. That bliss continued. And I'd had, like, moments of that in my life, but never such for a long duration. So I remained connected to the universal source of love. And while I was in that space, that's when I received, like, an upgrade, I call it, to all the wisdom I had already received. So I had been activated into, into what I call the unified heart and the, the codes of the heart and how you come into that as a unified heart being. And then what I was shown in the three months after my son was born is how all of that lined up with money and how the heart could now be a source for our money. And it was so tantalizing and exciting. And I just, I mean, I hit the ground running. I did a retreat at my house uh, five months after my son was born. And I started releasing the energy codes around this, began teaching it. And then I did another retreat uh, about eight months out. And, um, you know, I, I ended up joining a business coaching community so that I could get my message out to the masses because I kept getting this huge nudge that was like, you need to, you need to reach more people. And so that, that's how I got to where I am right now, which is being a, you know, a messenger around money as love and teaching this as well as releasing the codes around that. Um, so, and how that, what that's meant to me personally is I've just then moved my family to Puerto Rico from Massachusetts. We're living in a place that we've always dreamed to live. Uh, we're, you know, we're oozing in this lusciousness of life, this beauty and abundance of life, inner and outer I've grown my business to a six-figure business. I'm now on track to make a million dollars in the next year. And all of this was never something I, like, wanted per se. But what I know now is I'm just called. I'm called to create a really big movement. And with that will come this abundance and this money in order to elevate the message that money is love. Mm. Wow. I just encourage people to to take a moment who are listening and and let Karina's story see what really touched you about that because it was such a rich uh, journey she just took us on to discover that money is love and um, what it's it's so it's like the world is so thirsty for this kind of spiritually grounded understanding of our own value and our birthright. Mm -hmm. And 
mm-hmm. what is possible when people's unique genius is activated and able to be shared. And I just find it so inspiring, too, that it was really motherhood, um, you know, with your second mm-hmm. child that brought you this mm-hmm. um, Oh, it's initiation really into this Mm -hmm. greater understanding and and maturity in something unexpected. You're like, oh, I wasn't right (laughs) planning on this. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing, Crystal. You know, I I actually just did an interview um, this week around motherhood and and birthing, you know, who you are and your purpose and, and your power. And I, and I shared this piece that, you know, without, without that initiation, right, I can't say that it, maybe it would have still happened, but I can't separate it, right, because that is how it happened. And I think the metaphor is clear, you know. First of all, that, you know, I see it as Mother Earth called this in too, right, and that we are all her children. And so she is birthing this actually in her life force. And I've seen that, actually, is that as we're unifying within our hearts, like healing, healing our money story, healing the fear money trauma that, that has been a collective human experience, as we do that, Mother Earth is healing as well because money has put a scar on her. And so we're healing the mother. And I find it interesting that I bled, right? Like my wound was there in the uterus. There was bleeding, now, they actually couldn't find the source, which I think is fascinating, too. They, they didn't find a rupture. They didn't find a tear. They just found a lot of blood clots, um, which I also think of that as the Earth Mother, too, and her wounds and her scars. I mean, we can see them. And at the same time, it's, in, it's just in her, uh, it's in her energy body, right, because of, because of you know, the, the I want to say, you know, the, the misguided, you know, wrongs that we have done. And, and so, you know, the mother really is calling this forward, I feel. And, and then there's this piece of the masculine, though, because money has been so a part of the masculine power, the patriarchal power. And for me to have had that realignment, that initiation through the birth of a son, because I have a daughter, and it didn't happen through her, it happened through my son, I think is great hope for us because to me that means we can merge both right the maternal and the paternal are now coming home to one another in this reunion of a, of a new sacred marriage and I see it that way and that's that is part of what happens inside your heart when you're activated and when we align like money as both feminine and masculine and we bring that forward from within ourselves then the planet heals Right? I mean, Mother Earth heals too. And so I see, you know, from my personal journey, how I, you know, I started on that path of wanting to heal the Earth. And this is where I ended up to do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. And it really is, uh, yeah, let, let's talk some about these feminine qualities. You know, I, I see how passionate you are about supporting um, women into greater leadership capacities mm-hmm. and um, and of course, these feminine and masculine qualities show up in in men and women. I always like to mm-hmm. preface it with that. But um, what what do you see as some of the potential um, and and uh, qualities that are being called forth uh, uh, from feminine leadership leaders? Yeah, well, I I do say that money is feminine, and that I express it that way because the power hasn't lied with women, um, you know, for centuries that hasn't been there. And what I see happening now, I mean, this is just a fact, uh, you know, women are really taking the leadership in, in community, in, in families, in leadership positions everywhere, in order to bring forward a feminine consciousness that first is owning their soul's power okay and my particular view is that in the past that soul power the feminine soul power was owned elsewhere and so there was a struggle in order to um let's just say have it all you know to to be 
a mom, to be a leader, to be fulfilled in your purpose, you know, there really were tensions around that. Because of our culture and our collective, um, you know, I love what you said in the intro of the show, how money, you know, is this um, collectively agreed upon um, mm-hmm. value system, right? And so the previous collectively agreed upon value system was that the feminine wasn't as valuable as the male when it came to money. And, you know, we, we don't need to, you know, keep banging on that. We know that those facts are there, those statistics. But what's happening now is a balancing of that, which is actually all these women are getting empowered in their soul power and realizing that it's, that actually it isn't a balancing, it's not a sacrifice, that you can actually have all of these things. And that when you do, that the abundance is there. Like you have access to it and there's this real rising up of the feminine that is leading the way to money is love. And here's the thing, it's actually a requirement of creation because the feminine energy always comes first in creation. It's out of the womb is out of the feminine energy that is the, the, the dreaming space of creation. And the masculine is the realized manifestation. And so I see that women are carrying the dream of the new world, you know, the dream of the new earth. And we are moving it forward. We're the visionaries leading that forth with this amazing feminine essence. And because of that, we're actually shifting not only our personal relationship to money, but we're shifting the consciousness of money. And when there's enough of us doing that, which I believe we're getting to that tipping point, when there's enough of us doing that, that physical manifestation of money operating differently occurs. Yeah. And how it would operate differently, right? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so exciting. I, you know, my degree was in international economics, so I oh. just am so aware of the structural systemic problems that, you know, exist mm-hmm. in the way money's created as debt. And I see that we need a more intimate economy, one that's based on trust and transparency. Mm-hmm. And, and at its core, the economy is a, is a system for caring for one another, right? It's a place to, to right. have our needs met and to offer our gifts. And it's become so divorced from that original, um, you know, connected to the mythology of, of and the mm-hmm. archetype of the great mother and that provider and just the way that uh, we can come into right relation with one another and steward our resources with respect and, and care and consideration is, uh, it really is the time is ripe for that, that kind of transformation for sure. Hmm. Absolutely. And I love, I love that vision. I love that vision. And, and, I, and you see it happening, you know, it's happening in, in communities, it's happening in groups because that's part of the feminine way. You know, yeah. it's this unification, cooperation, nurturance. That's where the, the, the receptivity happens that you just spoke yeah. into, right? It's like where, where we can share our gifts and receive from that. And, and we all rise, right? We all are better because of it. And there is no diminishment, um, you know, which is the old, you know, fear money relationship. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting times that we're in. It really, it really is. It's, it's, a, it's a great moment to be, to be here shifting the planet. Right, totally. Um, yes, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, I'd love to hear more, um, you know, about some of the common struggles that women in particular have around money and purpose-driven entrepreneurs mm-hmm. since you like to work with those um, type of people and, and also the power of, of working together in a group field and, and what you found mm-hmm. in, in your courses and offerings and, and why that is so powerful. So we'll be back in just a moment here. Do you get choked up and flush talking about money? Don't let fear and shame stop you from sharing your value. Speak up, sister. Find out how to boost your financial communication skills at www.findyourmoneyvoice.com. 
Perhaps you're like Gwen, a budding, creative entrepreneur who wants to provide for her family, but she has a tough time expressing her needs. She chronically undercharges and lays awake at night with money stress. With Crystal's Find Your Money Voice training, she found renewed confidence speaking her self-worth. Transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. With greater clarity and focus, Gwen more confidently negotiated solid agreements and increased her business earnings with the trainings found at findyourmoneyvoice.com. It's Crystal. We are back with Karina Stewart. And so many of the purpose-driven, spiritual, creative entrepreneurs that we both know and who are probably listening today, um, these women have so much value to give, and yet there are often uh, challenges to actually creating a livelihood and bringing in money from these activities. And, you know, there's, I've found, you know, positive affirmations only go so far. There needs to be um, just the spiritual, energetic levels and and the practical um, tools of of how to manage money really uh, for lasting transformation. And, you know, as we were just talking about, it's such an exciting time where the world is really calling us forth to um, share our gifts. And yet, uh, I'd love to hear you speak to some of the common struggles that you see come up with these women who are purpose-driven entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. you suggest they could do about it. Yeah. Oh, this is so juicy. Yeah, I mean, this is where I really love to get into transformation work um, with my clients because uh, the majority are women. I have male clients as well. Um, but, this is, you know, what I primarily see is, um, like you said, there's there's this knowing of purpose, desire to want to be of service. And that becomes very, you know, that's very natural to women for the most part. And where the challenges are is in being visible around that, so having a voice and really, um, you know, speaking into that with confidence. And, of course, that is then connected to value. Um, You know, whether that is seeing their gifts as valuable and meaningful, I'll hear that a lot, you know. Like, well, I don't know, I mean, this is – this is what I do for my clients, you know, I'm a healer and these are the transformations I see, but I don't know. I don't know. If, like I have one client, for example, she, she has this revolutionary work and connecting to children before they're born. And she has known about that. This is her like unique gift. This is why she's here. And she's really been dancing around it for years. Um, you know, I believe she's, 70 now she might be in her late 60s but you know she's she's known for several like at least a decade or more that like this is this is her work and yet she hasn't fully launched it and the reason being you know fear of the value of it that anyone will want it right um because you don't see it like it's not out there in the world um currently in the way that she does it and so there's that part of it. And then, you know, the money question is really there. You know, I'm, I'm always saying, look, you need to charge more. You need to really see the value around what you're creating. And, um, you know, so there's just great fear in seeing the value, believing it's valuable, being visible with it, and then actually charging for it. I mean, that's, that's the big ways in which, um, you know, I see it. And then being able to just speak really confidently about your purpose and the transformation that comes out of it. Because, you know, the women that I work with have these unique gifts, like, again, that are just, it's brand new. And when something is brand new, you know, we don't have a value for it. You have to create the value. And yet if you have a lower view of, of your own worth and the pattern in your life has been to not receive what you're actually worth, your lens on that is not going to be a healthy lens. 
it, it just won't be correct. <laughs> so, you know, often, you know, I get hired to help correct that lens. And, you know, I will actually read the frequency, you know, the frequency of your soul code to help you understand um, even mathematically what that means because everyone's soul purpose has frequency and what I call code to it. And in that, it actually translates into a, a money value amount. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, I, I see that that's where we're going in our future future. <laughs> right, yes. I, and I can see from generations of women who had to, you know, to feel safe needed to hide and play it small. And mm-hmm. so this visibility exactly. thing really is like generations of, of trauma and not wanting to get burned mm-hmm. at the stake again, you know, in a sense. And just how how difficult it is for um, people to to acknowledge their value, to really feel the confidence, to um, share it with others, and uh, yeah, I I really it's it's a big part of the healing now, and I just mm-hmm. encourage people who are struggling with that, like take take the steps, get some practice, try you know try out those conversations where you want to tell someone how much you charge, you know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. okay to get, you know, get more comfortable with some of these uh, communication skills because uh, we need your gifts and, and it's, uh, right. it, can be, <laughs> it can be scary too. Uh, and that's how we, tra- that's how we create the new value, right? I mean, again, like what you shared about how, how the value of money is what we, what we have put decided it is. And, and I just love that we have that responsibility now. You know, we have the responsibility as women to actually say what the value is. And so we're getting to create the new economy. We're getting to create this, this intimate economy that you spoke into and, you know, the love money. We, we get to create that. And, you know, love is infinite. Love is infinite. We we truly, and this might just blow people's minds, but, like, we really get to create an infant economy now. And I know that eventually that will even lead us out of, of money as we understand it, and it's more of a currency of love. And that will that's changing us on a level of our, our spiritual nature as human beings. And, you know, my work in love money and to, and to realign people in their physical bodies and then in their mindsets to love money is actually a bridge. It's a bridge into this new earth, this new human form where, and this might be like a little off topic to your show and your audience, but I just want to put that out there because it's actually bringing us into a place where we're super intimate as a species, (laughs) meaning Mm -hmm. we're telepathic. We're exchanging frequency and that, that is actually... Um, the evolution of the species and what that looks like as an economy, I don't know. But when you think of economy, it's just relating, right? And so we're changing that. We're changing the basis of our relating. Mm. And we get to do that as women, you know, like we're, we're opening that doorway and building that bridge now by transforming, you know, the value of our, of our gifts, our services and the transformation that happens when people connect into who we are. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Let, so what is it that's so powerful about women um, coming together in a group for the intention mm. of healing to share authentically about money or support one another in business? What have you seen? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that group field so powerful? Well, there's, there's two, two main things. I mean, the first is absolutely just, you know, community, right? Community, breaking the isolation, breaking, you know, the aloneness and and the idea that you have to do it on your own because um, women actually thrive in community. You know, that is more how we're wired to create, to manifest, and to see ourselves even. Um, We do that in community. But as history has been, you know, it's been actually to separate women and you know, kind of in, in, you know, the motherhood role or as the career woman, and, you know, that's a lot more of an isolated individual journey um, in our culture. And so coming together 
first is just, you know, there's this deep, almost like relief and, and exhale. Wow, there's others like me. There's others that are desiring what I'm desiring. There's others that are awakening and becoming activated. And at the same time having, you know, seeing, wow, there's, there's a struggle here. There's an inner conflict that I'm coming up against, you know, around money and what I've been paid in the past and what I feel I'm worth. And, you know, just to have that support and that community to not be alone, um, you know, is huge. And in my, in my group coaching program, not only do we do group calls where there's a lot of sharing and, and coaching and training around that, um, you know, there's, I've created a community group um, in social media where um, the group becomes really close to each other and, you know, they form relationships and partnerships come out of that. I teach a co-creation technique where I encourage them to get on the phone with each other and co-create together. And again, this is actually how the love money economy is being manifested, is through co-creation, through partnership, through, you know, coming together in community. Now, the other thing, and this is more just spiritual science mechanics, um, through the group unified field, which how I work is through a unified heart consciousness. When you enter that frequency, there's an instantaneous healing and initiation that occurs. Now, because I am experienced with this and I've done this for a number of years, I, I anticipate, you know, many different uh, things that may happen. One, there's a polarity that occurs. Some have, uh, when you enter that field, there can be other breakdown, spontaneous healing, um, some pretty bizarre symptoms might show up. Um, you know, I'm not saying this to scare people, but it's, it's just that it's really an incubator for accelerated transformation and healing. Um, and events happen in, in people's lives have seen it when they enter into this group field that instantly realigns them to their higher reality, which is their purpose, what they're here to do. And so you, you, can't, you get like cleansed, we could say, of what you no longer need, what is not serving your highest purpose. And then from that, in the group field, there's immense power because everyone is lending their heart energy. Everyone is lending and putting into the group field their soul's information, their soul codes. And out of that, there's manifestation that happens instantly without you having to do a lot of work for it. Like what occurs for one starts happening for the rest. And again, I believe this is one of the sort of evolutionary um, uh, intelligences, you could say, to to solving our crisis on the planet because we can just get there a lot faster, you know, than if you're doing it alone and working on your own healing and working on manifesting, the pace is a lot slower. To group unified right. consciousness, it happens quicker. Yeah, I've totally found that too. It, it like amplifies each individual's, you know, intentions and just mm -hmm. the power of, of having compassion for one another. Oh my gosh, you know, seeing mm -hmm. all the women who break down in tears just to be able to right. share about their most, you know, things that they've kept hidden for so long about their relationship mm -hmm. to money and ways that they always thought yeah. they were strange about it but then hearing other people they're like oh my gosh this is just so pervasive nearly everyone yeah. is suffering about money in some way and to build that compassion right. and empathy because otherwise our mind and ego just projects that everyone has it all figured out they're so together you know and uh and yet we <laughs> judge and blame our, ourselves really that's right it breaks the taboo right i mean when you create an intimate, connected community, you break the taboo on money and, and then you can have real conversation about it, which is then to bring it into the light, right? And, and you know, and then transform it to the heart. It's super powerful. Mm. Yes. So what, what else would you like to share with us today? Well, you know, I, I've, on this concept, on this idea of taboo, I think I think that that's a really good place for us to to go a little deeper um, because it's been coming up. I've noticed it, you know, um, just in the group, uh, not group, collective energy. 
was a collective consciousness, um, as well as it was coming up for, for my clients and my group programs. So we've been talking a lot about the taboo of money and the shame around money and, you know, how that shame is actually what has separated us from one another and separated ourselves from ourselves um, because when money is taboo, right, meaning we either don't feel worthy of it, we feel, or, or maybe we feel, you know, when I, where I want to go with this is because it came forward when I declared that, you know, I'm going to shift my own business plan to, to create a million dollars in the next year. When I first announced that, because that's a big part of it, right, it's just declaring it and then making it visible and putting it out, um, I felt a lot of shame around that. Hmm. And I was very surprised. I said, where is that coming from? <laughs> you know, because at the same time I said I wanted to do that, I also said I'm, I'm also committing to creating a, a trust fund for biodiversity um, starting in South Africa and that I wanted to make an initial investment into that of $10,000 by November. And, you know, I just expanded my vision and I felt shame. And the shame came from, you know, this inner talk that said, you know, uh, you know who are you to think you're that great, right, that you could, that you could do that. Hmm. And I recognize that that is a pattern that, you know, many, many people hold. And it's what keeps us small, like you said earlier. Um, and, of course, from the perspective of, you know, humanitarian perspective, it's also what keeps us from really showing up for one another. You know, like whether that's donating to charities or, um, you know, having a great vision to, you know, just fix a really big problem on the planet. You know, there, there, there's been a history of stopping that. And, of course, out of that can come a feeling of why bother, you know, apathy. But, but there's this other, you know, I call it, it's like a money curse. You know, money is evil, right? And so I think that was part of the shame. That was part of the shame that I felt. Um, and I cleared it, and I cleared it and because I, I don't take this stuff personal anymore. I realize that it's just something coming forward to, to clear and realign so that not only that vision will manifest, but actually – you know, the, the, the collective thought mind, the collective heart, no longer has to carry the burden of that. But I really, you know, for our listeners, that, you know, where, where does money taboo show up in your own life? That's, that is where to look for the realignment of money is love. Because where there's that secret, you know, that hidden, that place that you don't want to look at your money, like whether it's look at your bank account or, um, you know, make a bigger investment, you know, the, that's fear money consciousness. And wherever that is, is actually where you want to go right into. And when you do, then you can start bringing in the love. And not only is that going to help, I mean, it's going to help you because you're going to start unifying yourself with money rather than separating yourself from money because that's what the taboo does. So you'll start right. to unify yourself and become the money. <laughs> it, oh, totally. It's, it takes up so much energy <laughs> to keep a secret, basically. I've, I've seen this in my own family history and just mm -hmm. the way in which that does uh, create, you know, it drives us apart and creates this right. um, separation from loved ones and, and from ourselves when we are just hiding. And so there is a power that's coming forth where we're like claiming what is most valuable. You know, we saw this at Standing Rock was a great example where people mm -hmm. chose to divest from these big banks because they said, you know, as, as things were becoming more transparent, oh, how can these projects continue? Oh, it's the money mm -hmm. that's funding them. How do we have power in this situation? Well, mm -hmm. everyone who has a bank account is an investor. And so that's a really right. simple way for people to, um, you know, bank more locally and be able to to speak mm -hmm. and really align their values with, you know, I've mm -hmm. talked to a lot of women investors who are kind of leading this impact investing uh, sector of mm -hmm. things where there is really deep reflection on what are my deep 
held values and what's most important to me and then how do I align mm-hmm. my money and my exchanges to create and and really we are reclaiming that power and and I think it it really has been um hidden from us for so long our own innate power that's right and and this might seem counterintuitive but I'm I'm going to share this cuz you brought up the divestment piece and um uh, and my father-in-law you know when he he heard at one point who my bank is and he said oh you know uh that's one of the banks that's you know funding the um he has a pipeline and and uh standing rock and you know uh, so he he was basically giving me some shit about it right and and here's the thing now this is a mystery and and I don't even know where this is leading me because you know I come from from a path of social justice environmental justice I was a Patrick professor teaching environmental justice classes and you know that's what's what I'm about um and interestingly I was actually led to this bank I just won't say it it just feels like I'm not supposed to say it right now something about that is like a like I'm still protecting this project Mm -hmm. in the ethers but I was led to it and there was code because I read code right I I read light code and there was code, and I was led to this big bank after being at a credit union for, like, my whole life. And when he shared that with me, and then I said, you know, I hear you. And for whatever reason, I have been told that I am to go inside this, we'll call it this monster, this beast, and realign it to money is love. And so I feel like there's, like, these different ways in which we're being called now, which is to create the new, Right? that you're speaking about, and we need that, and at the same time, to not separate ourselves from the taboo either, and to go inside to the belly of the beast, right, and, and create, own that too. There's like an ownership piece, because that has also been robbed from us, as a part of our soul power being robbed from us. And so it's just interesting how you brought up that example, because that was brought into my attention uh, a little while ago, and I went, gosh, what is this realignment about, you know? But I was literally led there and told to recode it into diamond money. Wow. So that's what I'm doing in, in my, like, we'll call it my, my uh, clandestine secret agent projects <laughs> that I have yet to release <laughs> publicly, and I will when I can, you know? Um, but but it's, it's fascinating where we're called to be now. And I, I really think, you know, it's important to know that we, all ingredients are actually necessary. You know, in the polarity, all ingredients are necessary in order for us to get to where we're going. And, and that will ultimately help us heal the separation that we've lived. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Oh, wow. I just so appreciate your perspective and the way that you bring voice to some of these more (coughs) esoteric wisdom. Um, Mm -hmm. And what what would you, how can people um, get in touch with you if they like what you shared? Could you tell us a little bit about um, what your website is and what programs you have Mm -hmm. coming up? Yeah, sure. So my website is soulwealthcoach.com. That's soul as an S-O-U-L and wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. And so there's a little more about me there and my my coaching services. What I primarily do is I run uh, a group coaching program called Unlock Your Soul's Wealth. We have a new group starting in July. And, um, you know, we join together in, group calls as well as you get private calls with myself and my team. And we, we go for a year where we transform your relationship to money from fear money to love money and activate your wealth to help you manifest your purpose. So that's a way that you can start to work with me more closely if you resonate with this, if you're looking to, you know, have that level of transformation. And, you know, what I say is if you feel really called, you know, that there's, there's a purpose. There's two two feelings. It's like this. I have a great purpose, and maybe you have a sense of it, but maybe you need some assistance in clarifying what that is. 
And you also have always felt that you actually are sitting on mass amounts of money, but you have yet to see it come forth in your life. Because I work with transformational leaders that are really forging the pathway to, you know, solve these big humanitarian and ecological crises on the planet. So that's the best way to get in touch with me, soulwealthcoach.com. There's a link there where you can book a free strategy call with me. And, you know, I always welcome anyone to book a call. I can guarantee you'll at least leave the call better than you arrived. Um, you know, and if you're, if I think you would be, you know, get a lot from my programs, I can tell you more about it. Excellent. I'd love to hear um, what, how do you define soul wealth? We've obviously covered a oh, lot of yeah. grounds, but what yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so soul wealth, you know, it was a term that came to me after I did an interview series and I just, I heard it and, Turns out I'm not the only one that, that uses that uh, terminology or that title. Um, but when it, when it came to me, I, I'd never heard of it before. Um, so I break it down like this. There's the first word, soul. So every human being has a soul. Every human being is a, a frequency, okay? And that frequency comes from your soul. And connected to that gives you your human purpose, what you're here to do on a spiritual level to transform what's here right now, okay? So that's your purpose, being connected to yourself at a soul level. The wealth piece, when you add that to your soul's purpose, it is the money, the abundance, divine opportunities, the material world that locks in, lines up, with your purpose so that you can move it forward in your life so that you can realize it. So, you know, it also includes your wisdom, all right, your, your gifts of wisdom, what it is, because that gives you the channel in which to manifest that abundance, in which to manifest, you know, the home that you've always wanted to live in, the vacation you've always wanted to take, the, the retreats you've always wanted to run, um, you know, the workshops, the classes, the stages you've wanted to stand on. So the wealth, I mean, it comes from your soul. It's a gift from your soul for you to live this amazing, thriving, abundant life, a prosperous life. So when you have the two together and you, you unify them and activate them, then you're truly living in heaven on earth. And, you you know, you're, you're a human being that is of the earth, um, in the earth, but not of it, we could say, meaning, you know, you have no limitations to what you can create. Mm. And, you know, the world is, you know, your oyster, as they say, (laughs) you know, but the oyster is wealth. So that's, you know, a perfect metaphor for it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I think it's really important to bring greater depth to our understanding of what wealth is because we have been so, you know, results-oriented as a culture Mm -hmm. and so focused on the financial metrics of success and our GDP. I mean, it's like baked into the very systems that drive corporations and and the government and how we measure success and it's at the expense of extracting value from our (laughs) from humans and from the earth and so we really are coming to a place where we say well what if accumulating more money isn't the point but it is engaging in this balanced uh joyful flow of life where we are contributing and Mm -hmm. and having our needs met and um it's a very powerful um conversation to to be having um what any closing uh thoughts that you'd like to share with us um you know i think how i'd like to close is you know again to you know a really simple activation is actually to say to yourself that money is love and that when you are looking at your checkbook, when you are going into your bank account online, when you're paying bills, when you are um, thinking about, you know, the next step in your business, how to price your products, how to price your services, feel into that feel into, try it on, money is love. And that will help you to gauge 
where you realign yourself to that. And you literally become energetically activated into greater love when you do that. You start to shed some of your old beliefs where money wasn't love, where you limited the love, and you limited the abundance. So I like to end with that because it really um, it's a simple tool and it's something that everyone can do. And then you'll start to feel that shift in consciousness between fear money and love money. Yes, thank you for that. Let's just let that soak in. Money is love. Dare to be that bold in claiming this truth and and remind yourself, you know, maybe a sticky note on the bathroom mirror, just focusing on this as you as you go about your life and and really integrating that flow that sustains you, that flow of money throughout your life that creates vitality and and satisfaction and and has um, so many layers to what it actually is and how we relate to it and how we uh, use use that universal love to sustain ourselves and and to contribute to creating to uh, a more beautiful world that we know is possible mm-hmm. in our hearts. And so I'd like to thank you, Karina, for sharing this wisdom with us today. And I just so appreciate your enthusiasm and clarity and uh, certainty uh, about this um, this more spiritual sense of, of money and value. And so I invite everyone. I hope this I hope this has inspired people to expand your uh, understanding of what money is. And we will end with that: that money is love. For listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.